Hello from the members of First United Methodist Church in Royce City. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We hope you find it meaningful and relevant. You're invited to join us for worship anytime, and you can learn more about our worship options, location, and small group opportunities by visiting our website, fumcroycecity.org. Today, we hear from our pastor, Reverend Chris Everson. May God bless you as you listen to his word proclaimed. God, we are thankful that we are able to uh, give our grateful praise to you. We are thankful for uh, the opportunity just to worship you and to gather with the people uh, that you have collected here. So, Lord, help us as we dig into your word. And we ask that you let the words of my mouth and the meditation of each heart here be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. You know, I absolutely loved 2018. I thought uh, 2018, uh, talking with Tracy, uh, probably, I, I can honestly say, I think it was by far the best year of ministry that I've ever been a part of. And all of that is thanks to you. Uh, being the church that you are. You know, there are so many things that, that we can celebrate that, that God had done in and through us uh, last year. Uh, you know, th- uh, going all the way back to, uh, to the Labors for Neighbors trip, to uh, all of the people who uh, volunteer at, at the public schools uh, for the work that we do in, in the city for, and of course, the Christmas Eve offering. You know, that was just fun to see explode all over the place. But there's one thing that I do know is that God doesn't want us to live in 2018 all the time. God wants and calls us to continue to move forward into this brand new year of 2019, which is going to have as many joys and it's going to have its challenges. But we do know that through the joys and challenges that God will be with us every step of the way. You know, I wanted to look at uh, looking forward to 2019 as the ways we look at driving on a trip somewhere. You know, that's why we entitled this sermon, Where Are We Going? Because sometimes that's the question we ask, don't we? Sometimes we don't know exactly where we are, are headed. I can think of the times that I've had uh, children in the back seat of a car or a van, and it never fails, at least maybe two minutes into the trip, somebody will say those words. Oh, you all know it too, don't you? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? One of my favorite uh, Simpsons cartoons is the one where Homer loads up the family, and they're not even out of the driveway yet, and Bart and Lisa are in the back seat going, are we there yet? 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 And Homer is so frustrated, and and they, they arrive at the destination. They're still asking that question, and Homer missed it. Didn't realize they were at the destination until... Uh, Marge had to let him know that they were there. Sometimes that happens with our lives too. We, we get so focused on the end goal that we miss the journey around us. 
Another thing is that happens while we're traveling is that we get so focused on, on what we are leaving behind, we fail to take a look at what's ahead of us. There's a quote that I love. I, I, I couldn't find the, uh, the author of this quote, but it said, the past is like using your rearview mirror in the car. It's good to glance back and see how far you've come, but if you stare too long, you'll miss what's right in front of you. See, sometimes it's easy as a church to, to get so focused on, on those things back there, th those things that have already happened. And those things could be great, and we know that those things could be bad, too. They could be bad memories, but, but we get stuck thinking about what has happened that we forget to think about God's goodness and glory that's right in front of us. And then finally, sometimes when we're driving or sometimes when we're traveling, we just get tired and we have to pull over. And sometimes we get tired and we pull over and we fail to continue on the journey that is in front of us. And when we do that, we, we get our own kind of stuck. And, and, and we stay in one particular spot thinking, this is as good as it's going to get that there's nothing else really in front of us to enjoy or, or to be a part of, so we just stay stuck where we are. 2018 was a great year, but thanks be to God, we have another awesome year of ministry together, and I am so looking forward to being a part of that ministry with you. A year and a half ago, we uh, started a journey together, a and in that journey, we uh, took the opportunity to kind of refocus the way that we looked at things as a church. And some of you may be familiar with what I'm talking about whenever I say the Healthy Church Initiative. Some of you may not, maybe the very first time you've heard those words together, but it was a way for us as a congregation to say, you know, we are tired of doing things the way that we've always done it. We want a new approach to ministry. But the funny thing about it, that part of that new approach to ministry was grabbing a hold of something that, that Jesus had given us. And that's the mission that we have as a church. So I know it's written on your bulletin. I don't want to have you pull those out, but I went ahead and have it written up on the screen. Would you please join me as we share together the mission of our church? Making disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of the world. Boom. That's it. You know, if we as a church, if we aren't focusing what we do as a church on those words, then we are missing the boat. And as I said, these are words from Scripture. These are words that Jesus gave to his disciples before he ascended into heaven in the book of Matthew, in Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. And I have those words here as well. Jesus said, therefore, go. Notice how he didn't say, therefore, look behind you, or therefore, look at where you are right now. He said, no, therefore, go and make 
disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to obey everything that I've commanded you. Look, I myself will be with you every day until the end of this present age. Steve, go ahead and hold that up there real quick. I know I said to move on, but I want you to take a look at those passages. The passage tells us to go. But there's a promise at the end of that passage. As we go, where is Jesus? Jesus is right there beside us every day until the end of the age. That's why it's exciting for me when we talk about making disciples. When we make disciples, it's saying that we will continue to move forward in the promises that God has given us, but with that promise that as we move forward, God will be with us every step of the way. So as a church, when we, when we reaffirmed this mission that was given to us in Scripture, we came up with a, a vision statement. And this vision statement is a way that we will, as a church, continue to make disciples. And I have that up on the screen, too. If you will join me with that. Be gods. You belong here. Worshiping together. Serving with heart. Growing in faith. When we as a staff or we as ministry uh, heads or whatever, we take a look at what we are doing as a church. These are the ways that we make disciples. There's a scripture that uh, I picked for this morning that gives us a clearer picture of what it means to be God's. You belong here, worshiping together, serving with heart and growing in faith. Uh, Suzanne already kind of hinted to it a little bit in her young disciples time, which was great. I couldn't smell the vinegar from where I was. No, no thank you, that's fine. <clears throat> I saw some of the reactions down here. I don't even want to come close to smelling it. But our scripture for this morning is from Colossians chapter three, verses 16 and 17. And I invite you to follow along as we hear uh, God's word proclaimed this morning. The word of Christ must live in you richly. Teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus and give thanks to God the Father through him. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. As we remember our vision statement, I think all of it is encapsulated in that very first phrase that, that we have, that phrase of be gods. Now, I know you all saw the punctuation and you can see it in your bulletin and everything. I want to make clear for anybody who's might be picking up this on the podcast or on, on Facebook Live, there is an apostrophe behind the D in God and the S. So we're not saying that you are to be God, like you are a God. We're not saying that at all. What we're saying is that you belong to God. When we say be gods, we are saying that everything you do, everything you say, all of the actions, all of the ministry is a part of what God is doing in 
and through you. The beginning of our scripture today talks a little bit more about that. It says the word of Christ must live in you richly. See, when we claim the name of a follower of Christ, when we say that we are going to be belong to God, we are saying that the word of Christ lives in us richly. That, that that word helps guide us, it helps moves us, it helps inform us on how we are to be the followers of Christ. And, and the thing that I love about our vision statement, it then moves from belonging here, where, where God uh, informs us and guides us to sends us out, but then it reminds us that we are to worship together. The, this gathering, some people may feel like it's not really necessary that we have to do that, that I can be a Christian on my own and I can worship God wherever, and, and we can, but when we take the opportunity to gather in this communal space, we are sharing in something more valuable than a, a solitary life. We are sharing who we are and whose we are with others. And the, one of the ways that we do this is, as Paul says, is that we sing to God with gratitude in your hearts. Tell you, nothing gives me uh, joy as a pastor then when I'm sitting down on this pew during the 8.30 service or when I'm sitting up here next to Bryson or standing up here next to Bryson and I hear y'all sing. That is just one of the most beautiful things that, that, that this pastor can enjoy, partly because, you know, part of my degree and upbringing was in music education, so I love music. I love music done extremely well, and when you sing as the body of Christ, it is one of the most beautiful sounds to my ears, and I absolutely love it, but... We continue with our vision. We not only worship together, we serve with heart. Paul says it this way, whatever you do, whether in speech or action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Whatever you do in speech or in action, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus. It is pretty clear that Royce City First United Methodist Church is a missional congregation. Uh, last Thursday when I was doing my uh, buddy time, uh, he invited me to lunch with him over at the Davis Elementary uh, cafeteria, so I went and ate with him. But as I was walking around the campus, uh, I saw two or three different church members there working with kids or, or helping out with the office, doing little tasks. And I tell you, that just, that just warmed my heart as your pastor, knowing that we are out making a difference in the lives of kids in our communities. As, as we had um, people in the uh, Wesley Hall for the uh, seniors helping seniors, uh, learning about your Android phone, it, it, it warmed my heart knowing that we were allowing this place to be used for people to be more familiar with their technology so they don't feel as isolated. Uh, well, 
that's another sermon for another time. But it gives them the opportunity to, to know how to use this technology so they can be in contact with others. It warms my heart hearing and seeing how you all make a difference in your communities because it is a way to share your faith with others. One of my goals for uh, 2015 for our church uh, is to have five different mission trips, five opportunities where we as the church go out side of Royce City to, to be in mission for those in help. And one of those places is coming up on March 1st through the 3rd that you can see in your bulletin, and that's our second Labors for Neighbors trip. I think we had 13, Diane, about 13 people go uh, last uh, fall for the trip down there. We're going to take another trip down to the Hurricane Harvey area to repair another house. It's a simple weekend trip that you can go build friendships and, and, and do some work that matters a lot to different families. Go to uh, the website and get, get signed up today because uh, we want you to be a part of making a difference, but finding ways that we can connect and serve with heart so people know what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ. But something would be missing if we just worshiped together and if we served. You know, there, there are places that they gather together communal, communally and then they do good things, but those are more social clubs. But what calls us and makes us different is the opportunity that we have to live out the last part of our vision, and that is to grow in faith. Paul says it this way, to teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Teach and warn each other with all wisdom by singing psalms, hymns, and spiritual psalms. One of the best ways that the history or, or the traditions or the gospel can be communicated and has been communicated throughout all of time is through the sharing of the psalms, the sharing of, of, of songs, the sharing together in those messages. Another way is the way that we gather together as people to talk about our faith with each other, to help build each other up in that way. And that's not just talking about our adult small groups, but it's also talking about ministering to our youth and to our young disciples. Friends, if it's easy if you have been here for a while to look around and see that we are growing as a church. And I thank God for that because that's more opportunity for people to connect with the gospel of Jesus Christ. But if you look in here, you can imagine there is growth happening in all of our other ministry areas. There's growth happening within our youth ministry. There's growth happening within our children's ministry. But the issue is while we have more kids showing up and more youth showing up. We're not having many adults show up to help guide and train these new disciples. This is where that last part of that journey came in. Sometimes it's easy for us as we've worked with the church or we've done things over and over again. We feel like I'm ready just to sit by the side of the road and, and watch what's happening in front of me. But 
See, here's the good news, that God's not done with your journey yet. God has a way for you to share all that you have learned with the younger disciples in our congregation. So this is a call for you to think about, you know, maybe God is calling me to share my life story, my, my faith journey with a young disciple. Maybe God is using what I have gone through to help guide and teach a youth what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. See, when we share in our stories, when we have the opportunity to allow God to use what we have gone through, then I believe those opportunities allows for our younger disciples and honestly for our older disciples to share our stories together. We're going to talk about what it means to be in a small group later this year, but think about how you can impact the lives for others in a great and meaningful way. Like I said, I love 2018. 2018 will always be a, a year that I'll go, man, that was God mightily at work. But what if God had more for us in 2019 and 20 and 21? There's a word that I like to uh, go to uh, when I begin my year. A and that word has popped up time and time again, and I wanted to share it with you. And that word is engage. What would it mean for us to engage fully as disciples of Jesus Christ in 2019? What would it mean if we engaged ourselves in studying Scripture? What would it mean if we fully engaged with one another? What would it mean if we engaged using the gifts that God has so graciously given each one of us? And what would it mean to engage with our community and with our world in sharing the love and grace of Jesus Christ in a tangible way? I continue to be humbled and honored to be your pastor. And I look forward to the ministry that we will continue to do together. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you for the mission that you have placed in front of us. So we ask that as we move forward in this new year, help us to always be mindful that you have called us to go and make disciples, to make disciples to transform the world around us. And Lord, we, we not only thank you for that mission, but we also thank you that you followed that up immediately, saying that you will be with us every step of the way. So God, we, we pray for the faithfulness that we need to, to move forward with you. We pray for the ministries of our church, and as we uh, continue to help each other, to help our youth, to help our, our children to become your disciples, equip us. Uh, take away those fears and anxieties we may have of, of sharing our stories with others, and let that be a powerful witness as we march forward into this new year. Guide us and lead us. 
so that we may always proclaim who you are to others. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.